Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard, a sports card podcast with two collectors from opposite sides of New York City. Craig and Carmine share sports card stories from the perspective of a teacher and broadcaster. This is Crosstown Cardboard. Welcome to episode 60 of Crosstown Cardboard. I'm Carmine at Carmine's Cards, the sports reporter. Technically, my title is Sports Storyteller, which I think is is pretty cool. Hopefully, I'm able to fulfill that down here in Greenville, South Carolina. And Craig at New York City Sports Cards, the math teacher and the soccer coach in New York City, originally from Long Island. And we're talking about a couple of visits that took place in New York City for episode 60. We're calling it a quick trip to the LCS. And that's, of course, local card shop or local card store. I think it's a little bit of a choose your own adventure for the final word. But um, we're going to talk about a couple of quick trips to the LCS that Craig took and just, uh, you know, a few of the reasons why we love local card stores or shops and, you know, the experience of that, which can hopefully relate to a lot of people. And then we really have a lot to get to as far as updates with our own collections, some purchases, some sales a card that has a weird coincidence between the both of us that we can't really figure out how exactly it happened just yet. A little eBay action and uh, an update on my Larry Bird 1981 tops rookie auto in the PSA nine with a 10 that so many people have been trying to help me out with commenting on YouTube, Instagram, and it's just been a really nice, um, you know, feeling from people trying to help me get this card. But Craig, I know we, it's an action packed episode. How are you doing and how are the trips to the LCS? LCS. I am feeling fantastic and uh, good to see you. Love the Nick shirt. Unfortunately, uh, we're not in our winning ways right now. Yeah. But yeah, I took a couple of quick trips to the LCS this past week and it was amazing. And we were talking about it before the episode where I don't know if it's just like this in city life or what, but everyone's got, you know, their routines and their places that they go. Mm -hmm. Like if you get your hair cut from the same guy or gal every time. That sense of mm. familiarity. It's like you like going back there. Maybe there's somewhere you get your morning coffee. You get your coffee from the same person. There's that feeling of community and familiarity and like comfort. And that's that's how I feel when I go to my two card shops. The shops I'm referring to are Bleaker Trading and Cards and Coffee. We'll, we'll group them together because they are next to each other. And Alex's MVP, which is on the Upper West Side. So I'm very fortunate to have two card shops within pretty close to me and no matter what I do, buy, browse, just going there, it gives me just such a sense of relax, relaxation and I could de-stress and it's a, you block out everything else going on and you just see what's going on in the card shop. Yeah, and that's especially what you want in a hobby situation too because you're already going to relieve stress, to have a good time, to you know learn more, to explore something about something you enjoy, you know, collecting cards. So that already puts you in that mindset to want to, it's not like you're at the grocery store and it's a chore to go there. It's a, it's a nice thing. And so for, if people have that same attitude or they, you know, receive you in the same way, that's going to, you know, make it a great experience for you. It does feel like a chore going to the grocery store, but I kind of like browsing in a grocery store. Mm -hmm. Like Trader Joe's is not the worst place to just schmooze. Oh no. Trader Joe's though, compared to, you know, Thank, thank goodness we're not sponsored by any of these people. But, you know, the A&P, Trader Joe's, you got some high-end stuff and you can, you know, get creative, a little cotton candy, popcorn, whatever. 
you go to the A and P, uh, you know, you're not getting that same variety and intrigue. I don't think. But by the way, funny you say that about local card shop and store because when you and I were, I, I did a voice to text to you the other day, coming up with the title for this episode or at least a theme. So my wife said, "What is LCS? Is that local card store?" So mm-hmm. I said, "Well, I've always referred to it as local card shop, but I guess yeah, you put it that way it could be either." Yeah, it could be. No, I agree. I like shop because shop has a little bit more of a hominess to it. So if I was going to make a comparison, I would say shop is kind of like house. Oh, no. Shop is like home and store is like house. If you're referring to where you live, you know, house is kind of like the building and home. You know, you're you're underneath the blanket on the couch. It's got a little more homey. So that's why I like shop over store. I like it. Well, we really went on a tangent here, but. Yeah, that's okay. That's, I, love okay. I love it. I love so, it. So, so let's get into this th- this trip to the shop. So I had a last Wednesday, I believe it was. I had some time after or Monday. I can't keep track of the days anymore. But I knew I finally wanted to check out Bleaker Trading's new storefront. So I texted Jake over at Bleaker, made sure that he was going to be there. So I stopped in. Really fun storefront. If you've ever been to Bleaker, you know how it works. It's like a lounge area in a backyard. But even just... The five, 10 minutes I was there, I got to hang with Jake. I got to hang with Sharon, Black Jaded Wolf. Mm. Um, Mark Zablo was there who you know owns Bleaker Trading. There mm. was Mike from Flushing Breaks. And there was another guy who I feel really terrible that I'm uh, blanking on his name right now. But he is Swan Collectibles on Instagram. And he works at the storefront now, working like the, uh, the front desk. Okay. And this is, by the way, me trying to kill time as I look up Swan Collectibles Instagram to that, remember that's thoughtful. That's thoughtful of you. That's thoughtful of you. Yeah. Um, Jack was his name. And he was a UFC collector and he happened to be friends with Cards by Joe. So this community is all just, we're all friends wow. here. Wow. I know. But it was really nice going to Bleaker. They have a great selection of some higher end cards. They got prices on everything. The value boxes mm-hmm. are really solid with a good mishmash of things. So for me, just walking into the shop and buying a few things, nothing really too high end, but just seeing familiar faces is a pretty valuable experience for me. I'm lucky to have that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. So what'd you get from there? Really random because I'm setting up at a show this upcoming Saturday, the Secaucus show on September, sorry, November 11th, Saturday in New Jersey. And I need some inventory. So a bunch of random stuff. A Bob Lilly on-card autograph with the Hall of Fame inscription. Okay. A triple autograph jersey of Teddy Bridgewater, Blake Bortles, and Johnny Manziel. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. You know, I... You know what's funny? I saw Johnny Manziel at the National this year. year. I saw him walking really? out. His hat was super low. And I looked. I'm like, that guy looks familiar. And by the time I turned around and recognized that it was Johnny Manziel, he was out the side door. Um, we were about the same height. He was definitely a, a little bit you know, better build than me. But, yeah, it was, in- it was interesting. But that's cool because that's an iconic, you know, Heisman Trophy winner. Like that being on the card – those three quarterbacks are not the worst. I mean, somebody would probably picked that up. Yeah, just an interesting card, right? Uh, a Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham mm-hmm. game worn patch. We got a little chunkiness over there, just because okay. it's game worn. And I'm kind of embarrassed by this one. Please don't judge. A Mac Jones patch. It's not even associated with anything, but it's from his rookie year. And like I said, I just need some inventory. I you, just need, I just need some inventory to have out at the show. Okay. Uh-oh, you are mother, you, are you you mother flipping flipper. You mother flipping. <laughs> fl- I cannot believe you. I cannot believe you. Uh, how many episodes was it ago that we did? I'm a game used guy, and now what is it? Back to back three episodes in a row. After that, we're talking. We're talking either 
uh, what is it? Player worn or not associated? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't. <sighs> no, no, I don't you shouldn't it. be kidding. I'm, I'm ashamed, but it's it's a little bit. It's, it's not a bad card. It's probably somebody probably get that. It cost me ten bucks. I'll survive. Yeah. And I got a really nice gift from my father as well. So that was my little uh, my haul from Bleaker. But going back to the theme, I was there for like twenty minutes. It takes mm-hmm. me probably takes me twenty minutes to get there from work. So it's really nice to just have that local shop in Bleaker Trading where I know the people. I'm familiar with the area. You can just mm-hmm. pop in, say hello. The people are nice. The prices are fair, and you know, just hang out with your uh, with your friends. Yeah. What were the What was the gift for Dad? Or I know he's a listener, oh, so I don't want to give anything away. I mean. If he listens, it's a Sandy Koufax card, but I'm saving a, I'll stash it away for Father's Day. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I remember last year at this time, isn't that funny we can refer to that now? Last year at this time on the podcast, you were having a mystery gift for your dad, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. I got him the Sandy Koufax rookie card. What yep. a gift. What a gift that was. Yeah. Okay. So the other trip to the LCS, because you had two quick trips to the LCS, yeah. right? That's right. So Saturday, I was coaching. I had a game on Randall's Island. Are you familiar with Randall's Island at all? Randall's Island is where Pele came to the U.S. to play and right next to where you usually practice. And, yeah, so Pele played – I forgot what the name of the stadium was, but it's now Icon Stadium where my dad used to play high school football there. Wow. My dad and Pele, you know, they just shared the pitch. Icons. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. So uh, Randall's Island is a big strip of land on the east side of Manhattan, just over the water, ton of athletic fields and stuff. And so I had a game, 2 o'clock on Saturday, beautiful day, game ended. Mm-hmm. I decided to walk home, probably like 45 minutes to an hour walk. But you're walking on the water. Wow. You that's, walk over. That's nice. Good, good for you to treat yourself to that alone time and get a little quiet time. That's good. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my time to refresh. You got a beautiful view of Manhattan. You're on the water. You're on the yep. bridge. You see the sights. It's really nice. But mm-hmm. I – Walk past Alex's MVP on the way home. So I'm pretty lucky that here I am coaching. And on my walk home, I pass my other local card store. Mm-hmm. Alex's MVP. Uh, if you live in Manhattan, you're familiar with it. Love the guys that work there, which some, listen, I'll be honest. Not everyone says the same. But I've developed a really good relationship with them over the years. Alex and Fred. Fred is a former teacher and principal. Retired, has his pension, now owns the card store. Listen, goals right there. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would love to see you owning a card store in your retirement. I think and 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 by the way, maybe me, you know, being a co-owner, that sounds like a now I know there's a lot of headaches with owning a card store or any business, but you know, I feel like we could hopefully do it in a way where it's not like what we're relying on for income and then it's more of a like bleaker, you know, kind of a social club. I think that'd be cool. I do like that. Um, we know the right people. We'll get on board. So mm-hmm. let's let's throw this us owning a card store in the tickler file. We'll revisit that in 20, 30 years when our pensions kick in. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yep. 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 So anyway, I walk in. I know the layout very well. The turnover and inventory is not crazy. So you, you do see a lot of the same stuff, okay. which it's not, not an easy thing to do. But I was uh, walked home from my game and my soccer stuff still with me. I'm just browsing through the shelves. Guy next to me turns to me and says, are you New York City sports cards? <laughs> I'm a li- I'm a listener of the podcast, and I'm like, wow, thank you. That is pretty damn cool. I'm just browsing through the shelves of the same yeah. car store I visit every week, and here's a guy I've never met, Stephen. Shout out Stephen for being a loyal listener. And he said, hey, like, yeah, I listen to the podcast. It's great stuff. Um, talked for a couple minutes, and and something he said at the beginning, and he also said it at the end when I left and we said goodbye. He said, 
yeah, keep doing it. So to me, that was like, all right, we we wow. we, we enjoy this anyway. But as far as putting out sports card content for someone to actually say that in person, like I'm a fan, I'm a listener, keep on doing it. Pretty motivating. So yeah, that was really, that was a really that's nice great. That's great. You know, shout out to Steven on that one. That's that's super cool because I know I've gotten that, you know, a few times for the podcast, definitely. And especially at, at the national, we did get a few people coming up and talking about the podcast and also in, you know, the sports broadcasting career, being on camera in the city that you're in, you know, the local news and everything. And that never that never gets old when people genuinely, you know, appreciate something and take the time to tell you. And it's always a meaningful, nice thing. So that's that's really cool. Yeah. So Stephen, he lived in Brooklyn. He came on the way up uh, to visit the card shop. So it was great to to connect with, with him there. And I had actually been to Alex's earlier in the week. But again, I picked up some random stuff because, like I said, I'm setting up at a show. I don't have a ton of inventory. I'm mm -hmm. not here to buy the same high-level Justin Herbert, quarterback, young rookie cards and sell them for hundreds of dollars. I'm looking to just pick up some random cool stuff that speaks to me and have that out at my table. Right. I mean, here's a perfect example. Look at this card I picked up. The brand is called Authenticated Ink. It's a Jackie Robinson card with a, a 1945 penny in it. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. You know what? That oh, card man. makes that card. I've never thought of that combination, but that makes a lot of sense. I do have to say with the uh, penny in there. But so it's from the year. So but the card is recent. They make, if you look it up, they make a whole bunch of other players like and actors, I believe. Like Michael Phelps has one of these. But the okay. shop had, had a Babe Ruth as well. I don't know what it was, but I think, like I said, this, this I paid $15 for this. 1945 penny. It's a Jackie Robinson card with a penny in it. I'm going to have that out of my show, and someone is going to look at it, and it's going to start a conversation. Yeah. No, that's a great point. That is a great point. And not a lot of people think about that in their inventory when they're picking things up, you know, you're thinking values, you're thinking well-known players. I mean, of course, Jackie Robinson, an all-time legend socially and with the baseball, but um, you know, and with the race relations, everybody knows that, but to have a penny in there with the iconic player, that's going to be, and also another key, it's tough to value that yeah. I'd imagine, you there, know, there, it's there's, like there's sales of like similar cards, different personalities and athletes, but regardless, it's something different. But here's right. what else I got in between this past Saturday's visit and the visit to Alex's MVP on Wednesday. DJ Chark and Calais Campbell, Panini, event or player worn, but from the Pro Bowl. Oh, that's Look cool. Look at that. With yeah. like a star from the Pro Bowl on it. Listen, it's player worn. I get it. Okay, enough. <laughs> no, I'm, I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to say anything. It's 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 cool because it has the Pro Bowl thing for the sure. Pro Bowl, yeah, the Pro Bowl stars. So player worn uniforms. Yeah, Calais oh Campbell is also very likable with his uh, with the, his voice is unique to himself, you know. Yeah, and this is from 2003 Tops Chrome. I'm going to be at a show in Jersey. Look at this Jeremy Shockey gold X-Fractor still with the seal numbered out of 101. That's cool. And it, yeah, pops, right? with, it pops with the navy blue on the Giants. Definitely pops. I got a, a Jay-Z card from Tops Pristine. Okay, looking fly. A Frankie De Jong Merlin gold out of 50. Just another nice. soccer card. A Porzingis Immaculate Base card at a 99. Let me tell you, I had a whole stack of Immaculate Base cards and National Treasures Base cards. They hold, they're nice and thick. They hold really yeah. well. You it get what you, a nice, it is a nice card. You get what you pay for there. And then a, a Topps Chrome Orange Refractor. Not, not, not if you get it out of a box. I would be I would be devastated if I was pulling 
those type of cards. And I'm like, yes, I paid however much for this box. I got a Porzingis base card. Point is, the card, <laughs> a nice thick stock in the card. Yes, box. yes. No, I got your point. I got your point. Yeah. So fun going into the card shop a couple times. In those two visits, I spent a under $100 just to pick up some random stuff. Um, we'll see what kind of attraction it gets at the table this weekend. But yeah, I, um, yeah. any thoughts on that? No, great card experiences. I mean, you know, you go into two places, you know people at both spots. You pick up – I really like the unique um, pickup with the Jackie Robinson. Uh, that That's the one, honestly, out of all the cards that you mentioned that sticks out to me the most even though it's not the highest value or may not be the best purchase, but just because like you said, it can stop somebody. You talk about somebody, a, a legendary player. And by the way, who better to have a conversation about and actually get to know somebody than a Jackie Robinson card breaking the color barrier. And it immediately lends itself to not only a conversation, but a potentially meaningful conversation. You could, I mean, I'm not going to say you're going to dive into race relations on, uh, you know, at a cards table, but you could say, yeah, you know, isn't that great? Like what he did for the sport, what he did for America. And instantly you got a good, you know, foundation of a rapport built up. So yeah. I might learn something as a result. You, yeah. Hey, there you go. And to, and to top off that trip, I got some pizza on the way home because it doesn't get more New York than walking home over a bridge on the water to get home. You stop at a card shop, you stop to get some pizza along the way. So I yep. took this picture. I just thought it was cool. They still have the outdoor dining setup. Yeah. So it's um, cards, pizza, overlooking some traffic. Posted it on my Instagram story. And for some reason, this one, I had dozens of people like it, acknowledge it. Yeah. Including wow. uh, even Nat Turner, president of PSA, threw me a fire emoji on this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were mentioning um, like trying to figure out how things really take off sometimes on the last episode. Yeah. And that, that's interesting. But I mean – you're in New York City. It's clearly the city. You got pizza and you got cards. It looks like every grown man's dream who who yeah, fair. you know who has any interest in sports or sports cards. So I get why it uh, you know it's the simple things. It's the simple pleasures. So yeah. So what all this all comes down to is in a matter of a week, three trips to the LCS. I really didn't spend a lot of money, but I had great times at all of them. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So I had uh, trips to the LCS, but virtually. So Instagram, eBay, you know what I mean? So it was kind of not not quite the same. So first thing I want to do, I have a, a, a few updates. But the first thing is I want to get your thoughts on this Larry Bird deal that I've been talking about. And just to, just to recap um, and, and bring anybody up to speed who is testing us out, you know, for the first time as far as listening. This card is a 1981 Topps Larry Bird rookie card, but it's autographed and it's graded a PSA 9 with a 10 autograph. And I'll pull it up right here. So here's what the card looks like. It's a pop 10 in Larry Bird's rookie auto. It's all also with white ink if you're watching on the YouTube. So I've been trying to go after this card for a little while couple weeks now actually on instagram messaging the guy back and forth and i got up to this is where you know on the last episode of crosstown cardboard uh i was i had a two thousand dollar offer plus a joe burrow tie-dye rookie card valued around five hundred dollars numbered out of 25 
plus I pay goods and services fees. So this is like a $2,600 offer on the bird rookie auto, which Craig is shaking his head. He thinks that was, I thought that was an extremely strong offer. Oh, too strong is what I'm saying. Too strong. Yeah. Too, strong. too strong in hindsight. Too strong. The comp I was looking at was a PSA nine with a nine auto that recently went for about 1500 and that was a fixed price on eBay. So, I mean, if it went to bids, who knows what would have gone on, but somebody bought that one for 1500. So I figured PSA nine with a 10 auto on this one, you know, put a premium on it anyway. So this guy kept leaving me on red about four times. So the Sunday after we record Craig, and I don't think you've heard any of this because I like to get your reaction on the show. So he, I said, so I, he left me on red. So that's where we left off last episode. Then he wrote me again. Sorry, I was at another show. And I left him on red this time <laughs> because I'm like, I'm done. You know, I was I was so soured by the whole experience. It took so long to get back to me with this offer on the table, trying to make it work. So then he messages me the next morning. He said, 2.2K and you cover goods and services fees and give me the borough. Gets the deal done. If not, no worries. So he basically raised the price two grand or not two grand, two hundred on me for my offer of two thousand net to him plus the borough to two point two net to him plus the borough. So I wrote back and I said, appreciate you getting back to me, but I'll pass at that price. Thank you for the offer. He said, I appreciate the conversation and the offers. Now he's like responding immediately. And he said, if there are any rare bird autos that I find at shows, would you like me to send photos to you? I don't mind at all. And I said, you know, me too. I appreciate the back and forth. Thank you. And definitely that would be great. You know, I would love for you to send me some cards. And he's like, well, I'll be at the Dallas show. So I'll send you um, a photo if I see any rare birds. He sent me a photo of a, um, a star 86 uh, auto. So it was kind of cool, but I didn't like it. I said, you know, I'll pass, but I appreciate you thinking of me. But I was just, I was kind of shocked by two things. One, I was shocked that he was responding so quickly after I denied him, finally, because I was so thirsty leading up to this. So that was the thing that I was like, okay, now this is interesting that, he, you know, he's getting back immediately. And then the second thing was being overly nice or maybe overcompensating for the way he had gone about this deal before by now instead of like he wasn't responding to me at all you know seeing i'm being left on red 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 three four times in a row throughout the course of a few days while i have this offer on the table and now he's not only responding to me he's offering to send me photos of cards at a show so i'm like this really flipped the script from like i can't get you to even respond to now you're trying to go the extra mile so i was a little bit i don't know what do you think about that some some's not adding up or I mean, yeah, obviously when he has all the leverage and you're making the offers, you know, balls in his court, he can answer you whenever he wants. All of a sudden <laughs> you're not interested. Now he's trying to play nice. I don't know. Maybe he really was just busy and out of show. Who are we to judge? All yeah. I know is between the communication, you finding out about the the $300 comp and I think the $800 comp for the PSA 8. PSA 8, PSA 8 with the 10 auto. Yeah. Yeah. You dodged a bullet not paying what you were about to pay for this you would have okay. you would have over great card but you would have overpaid for it 100 like yeah. it will come up again at a cheaper price than that yeah the only thing that scares me with that is it being a pop 10 
and the highest possible bird rookie auto grade I could get. Now I get the card itself isn't really rare. I think there's like 160. I mean, you could, there's, there's like a couple dozen probably bird rookie autos on eBay right now. I think there's 160 in the pop report that are been graded at all by PSA. So the card itself isn't really rare and he's still signing. So who's to say that you couldn't increase the pop on the PSA nine with a 10 auto in the future? Uh, Cause it's increased pretty substantially over the past two years. Cause one of my buddies, uh, splendid sports cards, uh, Adam, who I went on his podcast and he said, this card was a pop four in 2021 when he got it. Now it's a pop 10. So, you know, I mean, not a crazy increase, but yeah, I think, um, you know, I thought that was a very strong offer and I'm still confused by the communication there. Maybe he was, you know, really busy and just leaving it on red, but I find that hard to believe with a $2,000 plus a $500 card offer on the table and reading it and, you know, and happening a few times. So that kind of just left a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth, but, um, yeah, I think I might get like a PSA eight with a 10 auto or something around there. And I know I mentioned that, uh, possibility in the last episode, but what was great was that the support of people that I got on Instagram, like pointing me to other, uh, bird rookie autos on eBay. And, uh, you know, one guy messaged me and he said, I listened to the show. Uh, my local card shop has this bird rookie auto on eBay in the PSA eight with a 10 auto, like you said. And I said, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for listening and for pointing me to this card, you know, like actually influencing my card collecting journey by being a listener and helping out and like, you know, coming on this collection adventure with us. So I thought that was awesome. And I uh, messaged the local card store on Instagram and I said, Hey, I see you have this bird rookie auto in the PSA eight with a 10 auto listed for 1200. The last one sold for 500. Would you take that? And they're like, no, we wouldn't. You know, we have been getting offers around a thousand and also a PSA six with a 10 auto recently went for more than 500. So I think the eye appeal is a big factor with this one too. You know, the centering, especially since it's right on the, on the midpoint of being in that vintage classification. So yeah, I didn't get to make that deal, but there's one on eBay right now for 500 that I've been thinking about. PSA uh, 8? Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, think, would you really enjoy a PSA 9 five times more than you would a PSA 8? I mean, I, I appeal being a factor as well. Point is, I, th- I think this card, a nice looking version of this card in a lower grade will pop up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's PSA 7s also that look better. Um than the PSA eight. Would you now let me ask you this? Cause I was talking to you uh, and, and thanks to our Wolfpack guys, Rob, the sports car therapist and our guy, Oz, the people's mailman from cousins collectibles, because I was bouncing a couple ideas off of those guys. Talked to them for like 45 minutes to an hour this week. It was great. Just talking about my deals, their deals, catching up about life. And they had some interesting perspectives on it too. That, that also helped me, but I have a question for you, Craig. If they're both the same price and I got an option to get the PSA 8 bird rookie auto with a 10 grade or a PSA 7 with a 10 auto grade 
version of the card, but the PSA 7 has better centering, and the 8 is a little bit more off-center but a higher grade, which one would you go with out of those if they're the same price, let's say? If the centering on the 8 is still okay, then I'm going with the 8. Okay. Yeah. Like my like my Michael Jordan rookie is a PSA 8, but it's a little bit off-centered, but it's still super clean. So it's like, all right, it's not perfectly centered, but I'll survive. But yes. listen, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, not a vintage yeah. guy at all. Right, right. Because I was talking to Rob and he was, you know, I, I didn't tell him I was going to bring it up on the show. But, you know, and we were talking about that. And he, he, I mean, of course, you can argue either way. You know, if you're more of a vintage guy, you're probably going to go with the eye appeal angle. And if you're more of a younger guy who doesn't really dabble as much in vintage like you and me, even though we do have a couple of vintage items, maybe you'd go with the grade over the, you know, that's an interesting thing we could say to uh, comment on YouTube and give your take on like, would you rather have a better eye appeal, but a PSA seven or not as good of an eye appeal with a PSA eight? It's just uh, an interesting thought there. So I'm, ha- I'm holding off for now and, uh, and just wait for the right moment. Cause there's a bunch of those bird rookie autos out there that I'm sure I can pick one up for a reasonable price. So yeah, you'll, you'll find that card again. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so can we talk about that crazy coincidence of a card that's in my possession yes. to yours? And then, and then, oh I want you, and then I want you to get into eBay because yeah, yeah, I respect all these companies, different places, marketplaces to sell cards. eBay is still king and it's not even close. Yes, true. Um, all right. So I was able to purchase this beautiful Carmelo Anthony game-worn patch card. Yep. With the letter Y from the front of his uniform, with a little bit of the W. Well, you, you spoiled it if you're watching on YouTube. Thanks, Carmine. <laughs> well, you already you already mentioned it. You said it verbally. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But it's the Y from New York, game worn, obviously, because why would I ever buy a non-associated patch? You're not a non-associated guy. You're very associated. <laughs> Numbered out of 15. And I put this card on Instagram. No, I put something else on Instagram. And prolific sports cards, who's a big Knicks collector. Mm-hmm. I randomly, this was Monday at 9:51 a.m. I very randomly responded to his Instagram story, and he very randomly responded to my Instagram story, totally unrelated at the exact same time. Wow. And it's not like he's someone I interact with all the time, rarely, to be honest. But we're Knicks fans. Um, right. Yeah, I've done I've done actually a few deals with him. Great guy. So to make it even creepier. He, we both responded to ourselves Instagram stories, not about any of this card. And then I said, well, he said, what timing? And I said, well, to make it even creepier, look at my second Instagram story. And it was me posting this as a pickup. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at this pickup on card ladder and the card can be found, there's no way this is going to pull up on camera. There it is. Oh, yeah. It does. That card sold in May by none other than prolific sports cards. Oh my gosh, that is weird. So then I said, well, do you know who I bought that card from before I sold it to Freezer Buys, who's who I got it from? And he said, Carmine. That's so, very so to, strange. To recap, <laughs> recap, me and Prolific Sports Cards randomly responded to each other's Instagram stories at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with this card. This card that I pulled up, this Carmelo Anthony Game Worn Patch, was the next card on my Instagram story. The exact same card that Prolific himself sold back in May, and he got that card before that from you. 
So this card was once in your possession. Now it's in my possession to stay. Look at that. Thumbnail. <laughs> nice. We always got the podcast people like, what are they doing? We got to get the YouTube thumbnail. How crazy is that, though? The timing. I know. No, that's that's very hard to believe because the picture that uh, just made our thumbnail that is um, the same card that I used to have that Craig now has. This photo on my Instagram was December 2nd, 2022. So it's been 11 months now, um, you know, since I took this picture and posted it on Instagram. Less than a but, year. Uh, that card made it from you to me. Wow. We had no idea. That's what, wild. What a, what a year of our podcast. Oh, look at that. Full Really quite literally full circle. Yeah. No, that is cool. That is cool. That's a great card, by the way. That oh, patch this is card, insane. This card's with me. And I paid $100 for this. I will take Nick's cards like this, especially Mellow, for $100 all day long. Yeah, that patch is filthy. Yep. That's great. Um, eBay, baby. Yeah. I mean, speaking of eBay, because that's where prolific sports cards got that card that went to me, then went to you. We might as well go back to eBay. Like you said, full circle. Let's keep it going. So, you know, Craig, we've been talking about how I need to free up some cash, you know, because after the national, I got all those PC pickups that I went through in, you know, our national recaps and my money was low, which which says a lot because I was willing to dip into the personal funds potentially for that bird rookie auto. But anyway, so I'm like, I still need card money. So I took all these eBay photos to list my cards. And I've finally been getting around to it. So I listed this card, you know, partly inspired by all the success you've had with listing rare cards on eBay, freeing them from the LCS, maybe a quick trip there, and putting it on eBay, freeing it into the card community, and making a big profit. Of course, I want to follow your lead in that regard and several others. So I, <laughs> I don't mean to gas you up. So I listed this card on eBay. That we've talked about before on the podcast, this Tim Tebow Leaf one of one game used logo. Okay, listed that because I figured that'd probably be a perfect card to list because a Mets fan or a Tim Tebow fan, uh, you know, by the way, it's a baseball, you know, when he was following his baseball dream after the NFL didn't work out so well, you know, after a few years, and but still an iconic player, you know, Florida, two national titles, all that. Broncos playoff win. So I listed it up there, Craig. By the time I listed this at 2 a.m., by the time I got to the Clemson football game, which I was going to as a fan, and they beat Notre Dame, which was an awesome ranked win. But by the time I got there at 9 a.m., this card had sold. <laughs> Let me turn my mic on for that one. And I noticed it was uh, you did buy it now, not even best offer. Thank you. Paid? Thank you. Yeah. Paid for yeah. it? Paid. Boom. I got the shipping label printed. It's all good. Now, you're someone who really hasn't done a lot of eBay. Yeah. During the, the course of us recording, you've done very little eBay sales. So True. I have two questions for you. Why? Because, like, why did it take you so long to get back on the train? And I did notice that you listed a few, maybe eight to 10 cards on eBay. Mm hmm. Why buy it now and no best offer? Um, both really good questions. The first one is mainly having to do with time, uh, of having enough time and you know not relaxing on my weekend as much and being a little more proactive with uh, you know this this listing of the cards, taking the photos, taking the time to put them on there. 
But really, I realized, you know, if you just sit down and actually do it, it doesn't take that much time to take some pictures, you know, and then you go to eBay, you see a similar listing, click on it and click sell one like this. And a lot of the information pops up. Yes. For you. Yes. Yeah. Preach. Right? That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I know the process. I think I was just being, you know, lazy about it a little bit. And uh, and I wanted to I like trading and, and you know, uh, buying on Instagram and Facebook. So, you know, without the fees and without the, you know, extra effort of going through eBay. Um. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of friends who I could buy, sell and trade with on Instagram. So I haven't really had to do that many uh, listings on eBay. But now I need the money more for my card fund. So I'm like, go straight to the cash source that can expose my cards to the most people. Let me list them on eBay, especially these rare cards that haven't gotten a lot of interest. So let me tie this back to the Tebow card. I've posted this on a bunch of Instagram story sales and Facebook sales ever since I got it at the San Francisco card show, uh, which was probably like close to a year ago at this point and hardly any interest. I'm into it for like 75 or a hundred dollars. I listed it at buy it now on eBay for two fifty, and it sold within that seven hour span from night until morning. Like when people are asleep, you know, like, it, 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 it so, yeah. So I came back with like, 215 out of that, you know, after the eBay fees and the shipping. So I doubled or two and a half times, you know, in that area, my money on a card that I thought was dead. You know, I thought this card was dead, even though it's cool. I, I don't mind holding it or displaying only, it at shows only until it's alive again. But, you know, it resurrected right there. And so I got a sale on that one. Um, so that was cool. You know, taking taking what I learned from Crosstown Cardboard and applying it to, uh, you know, my real life. Cause I learned that from you. That's a tactic that you've been putting in place. That's been really good. So, uh, so that was cool to see it work and, you know, encourages me to, to, uh, you know, keep listing stuff that might, you know, not have gotten a lot of interest elsewhere, but might get that interest on eBay. And I also sold this Anthony Davis national treasures, triple patch, the uh, game gear, on eBay. On eBay. Yeah. Nice. It's, num it's numbered out of 25. And I sold this for 65, uh, which which netted me like 58, 56 around there after the fees. And I think I was into it for like 40, 35. I got it at the national in a in a bigger deal. So that was all right. You know, just move it out, move it in, move it out. Little Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. So I had a big win on eBay and I had a Tony Gwynn on eBay. A Tony Gwynn. Yep. It's a it's a big W. Good. So uh, yeah. So those were my two sales on eBay. Now let me get to my couple purchases on eBay real quick. Oh, hey. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm keeping the I mean these are small purchases but PC. So I I mentioned a few episodes back that I was thinking of starting a Clemson PC. Because, you know, I'm yes. covering sports down here. Clemson, of course, one of the biggest programs, you know, South Carolina Gamecocks, too. But Clemson football, you know, with the two national titles recently and, uh, you know, just a, everybody. It's a part of the culture down here with college football. And so getting to cover that, being on the sideline, filming it, you know, talking to the players, Coach Dabo and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, that'd be a cool PC to get into. So I've been meaning to do it and I haven't jumped in yet. But I thought, 
who's the best Clemson football player I can possibly get? Jadavion Clowney. No, that's South Carolina. Just that's Gamecock. Gamecocks. But, you know, there's, there's, there's several guys. I mean, Trevor Lawrence comes to mind and DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, guys like that. There's been some great all-time players. But the originator in the Hall of Fame, and I don't know, he might be the only Clemson Football Hall of Famer, don't quote me on that, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Brian Dawkins, baby. Sweet. Brian Dawkins. And shout out to our cousins, Oz and Tony, Cousins Collectibles again. Because the Philadelphia Eagles, they also got that huge win over the Cowboys as uh, just before we started recording this episode. But anyway, so I'm like, Brian Dawkins, that'd be sick. And so I went to the Clemson football game on Saturday. Like I mentioned, their win over Notre Dame. But I got to go because I have a friend who I went with and who has a cousin who's a student at Clemson. So that cousin got a student section tickets. So I was in the student section of the Clemson game. And then guess when I found out that my offer was accepted on this Brian Dawkins Clemson card, which was the only card that he's in prism in his Clemson uniform, the only year, the only one I could find. So I said, maybe I'll collect the rainbow of this. So I thought that might be a cool way to start. Guess when I found out that I won this card? At the game. That's right. Boom. In the student section of Clemson. <laughs> I found out my offer was accepted during their win over Notre Dame, their biggest win of the year. And so that, that I mean, you talk about coincidences. I mean, I put the offer in, you know, that day. But still, you know, that was pretty cool for that to for that moment to be happening at the moment my Clemson PC is starting. And I'm in Memorial Stadium, you know, doing the chance with the students, having fun. I was going to say, side note, I respect your humility, being a guy who's on the sideline, reporting the games, yeah. up close and personal for the coaches' handshakes. But you're still a man of the people. You can hang with the yeah. student section as well. Well, it's election week. I mean, that's when this is dropping. So you got to be a man of the people. But, you know, it's really uh, – it really just worked out with the, the friend's cousin being a student there and then – going into the student section, which by the way, I didn't know like people of any age, like there's parents in the student section sometimes, as long as you just have a, a student who gets the tickets. So, uh, you know, but that was cool though. The kids were, uh, I, by the way, I blended in. It wasn't like, you know, we're, we're youthful. We're, we're, we're youthful. And if I shave clean, a lot of these college kids look older than me, you know, uh, to be honest. So, um, so that was a great experience. Awesome win for Clemson. And at the same time, I won not only that one uh, Brian Dawkins card, but today I won a second one. And this is, like I said, the only year that Brian Dawkins is in his Clemson uniform in the Prism set. So I wanted the most iconic what set. Year? Uh, what year is it? It's the base card from 2023 Panini Prism draft picks. And so I got the blue parallel which is numbered out of 199 and the purple parallel so it's a nice color match with the secondary clemson color with the orange and purple somebody out of, seven, find, out of 75 somebody find this man the black 101 please that'd be incredible it's out there maybe, so maybe I yeah no i will put it out there just like the everybody helped with the larry bird card um Put it out there for the for the this is that's so obscure though the Brian Dawkins from Prism draft picks in his Clemson uniform, um, but what man he used to lay the wood at safety wow what a tackler 
Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And you could probably collect uh, him at a, an affordable price, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, the one that I bought out of seventy five, I think, was maybe ten bucks, and the one out of one ninety nine was like five bucks. Easy, easy. So, yeah. So you know, for like twenty twenty five dollars, I got the start of my Clemson PC. Finding out about the win at Memorial Stadium. At the, at the Clemson game during Clemson's best win of the year while, while in the student section. So it's pretty cool. cool. That's really cool. cool. Um, the only eBay news I have to share is that I sold a card a couple days ago and the card is being delivered to a building on 49th street that I walk past literally every single day for work. Okay. Wow. So I could have just dropped this card off, but how wild is that? eBay, eBay is a, a global worldwide platform right, right. and i sold the card to a guy who lives in an apartment that i walk right past every single day that's this uh, the small hobby world we have but yeah that is crazy we have a uh, card connections from south korea to new york city to clemson uh, all over the country too i mean and then poland australia we've done deals yeah canada also and New Jersey, which is where I'll be setting up at a show this Saturday, November 11th at Secaucus with Rob, the sports card therapist. Yes. Tony, Tony from Cousins Collectibles. Yes. Oz, Cousin Oz, the people's mailman. <laughs> yeah. and it, should be, it should be a really good time. The promoter is Laz NYC on Instagram. I have not set up at a show in the longest time. We are not counting the one from a few weeks ago. I have not set up at a proper show oh. in a very long time, and I am ecstatic. To be behind the table, wheelman dealing. In my head, I'm going to be able to sell or trade all these things because they're cool and they're low end and people don't have to break the bank to get them. But we'll see what happens. That's the beautiful thing about going to a show. You can have all these plans, but you show up and uh, be open to anything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Open anything because we've seen anything can happen in the card hobby. So, But, yeah, I mean, I think this was an action-packed episode with a lot of cool card developments and stories that we covered. And hopefully you guys got something out of it, you know, uh, and it, it all started with a quick trip to the LCS. So um, one trip is all it takes. That's right. That's right. Nice. So, and we had a lot of references in there too, but anyway, thank you. You know, just the, the comment that Steven made uh, at the card store for noticing you, Craig, in the podcast just reinvigorates, um, you know, the importance of why we try to, and put this out every week and relate to everybody and share our sports card stories and and listen to yours and just you know continue this positive hobby experience so um pretty cool pretty yeah cool. no doubt uh culture collision 2024 yes we're in Jan january all right i will talk to you next week all right bro peace